Welcome to Unlocked, the talent sprint podcast that puts people first. Today's world of recruitment and job search is changing towards a digital first. Apps and websites allow job seekers to find vacancies and to apply as easy as online ordering a pizza. Artificial intelligence mines and presents candidates profiles to the recruiter, handed over before breakfast. But how do we ensure a true human match? A match that empowers success. Where candidates finding the right organization. Where mutual needs can be fulfilled. In this Talent Sprint podcast, we want to explore the needs of today's talent and recruiters from a human perspective. What inspires and motivates them? What are career and recruiting challenges? And how do they envision the importance of a human dialogue in creating the right match? I am so happy to welcome in today's episode Priska Burkhardt, a woman entrepreneur in the HR industry with many talents. She's leading TechFace, a company where she's connecting female tech talents to cool tech companies and teams and helping them to find a meaningful career in tech. And furthermore, she helps women to get excited to pivot into the tech industry and, and she helps them to kickstart their new career. So welcome, Priska. So I really want to welcome you, Priska. So you um, were already part of one of our webinars, of our webinars, where we had set people as guests and you were part um, of that as well. And you have a company or initiative that's called TechFace in Switzerland and... So I'm um, very proud to have you here. You are focused on matching female tech leaders, so the female tech people, to the right companies. I'm really um, curious to know more about that. I already wanted to ask you in this webinar, but we, <laughs> we had no time, not enough time. So I would like to just invite you to... Introduce yourself and tell me something about your about this women in tech matching. Sure, absolutely. First of all, thanks a lot for having me here in this podcast. And I'm more than happy to talk a little bit more about what we do. But I think it's also important to give you a little bit of background, what I did before, so that you understand why I'm doing what I'm doing today. So my background is also in the tech industry, although I'm a trained medical laboratory assistant. So this was my first job or my first education. And then after maybe one and a half year in the job, I decided to switch because I got kind of bored of this um, <laughs> industry because it's, it's compared to what I do today, completely different. So when you're in a laboratory, you're really, fo you're really forced to work step by step mm -hmm. according to a process and you have no mm -hmm. possibility to, to change anything or to innovate. So it's just, these are the rules and regulation you have to follow and I soon realized this is something that I don't think can get me anywhere or can get me further in my career. So I decided to switch my career and I was looking around what there is, what kind of possibilities are out there. And luckily, my father was working in the IT industry. 
And one day he handed me over this IT magazines where they were talking about getting more people into the tech industry by enabling them to change careers into tech. And so there were a couple of companies who were offering these kind of programs where you learned programming, software engineering for about mm -hmm. 10 months, and then you had a practi practical part for another eight months. And I decided to do that. And it was kind of funny because I just thought like, yeah, sounds fun. I'll just apply for it. <laughs> and I never really made, put a lot of thoughts into it. So mm -hmm. I just thought, well, sounds good. And they invited me for an interview and I had to do these kind of tests and interviews and apparently I must have been really good that they immediately accepted me for this program. <laughs> In right. insight, it could also maybe that I was a woman because it was already there a big issue that they couldn't find a lot of women doing this program. I think we were about 18 or 20 in the program and only two women. So it was about the 10% we, we still have today. It wasn't much more. But I quite enjoyed it. I loved programming, but it was like 20 years ago. So programming back then is most completely <laughs> different to what it is today. But mm -hmm. I still, I enjoyed it very much. And I think what got me into it was also this, these opportunities you can have with being a programmer or working in the IT industry. And I took my chances. So I finished this program. I stayed with the company it was in the finance um, industry one of the big banks here in Switzerland mm -hmm. and I was able to to pro progress my career even further so I started a bachelor's degree in uh, management information system part-time I was able to go into uh, project management and business analysis requirement engineering and so on and it was just a lot of different opportunities that were given me in my career and yeah then after about five years on the job I also had the opportunity to go to Hong Kong and work there for the company for almost five years and do different stuff there as well but it was always within the IT departments and then I came back after five years I went a year traveling the second time in my life I did it twice I took a year off and went traveling Mm -hmm. And came back to Switzerland, started working again. And I soon realized this is, although the, the tech industry is quite fascinating, I also realized I have this urge of doing something on my own. And I really mm -hmm. felt like I don't want to have someone telling me what to do, but I just want to make my own decisions and just being able to say at the end of the day, this is what I did. This was my idea. This is how I created it. And so I decided about almost five years ago now to left, leave the corporate industry, a good paid job and start my own business, which was called Skills Finder AG. And the original idea we had when we started this business is basically I was working with a lot of freelancers at that time and consultants. And I always came across the problem that we were given like a handful of consultants and freelancers we could um, select or choose to work with, but they never really fulfilled the needs I had. They fulfilled it maybe to 50%. And then I had to teach them on the job. And at the same time, my company was paying them a lot of money to do that. And I just thought to myself, it can't be that there is no one out there who has the skills I'm needing right now. Mm -hmm. 
And I felt there is something missing in this industry that we can really find easily someone who fits my requirements based on skills and expertise. That was the basic idea. We wanted to create a platform that enables freelancer consultants to find project matching on skills and expertise. But it was also very important for us that these skills and expertise are validated. So it's, there are a couple of um, platforms out there. When we started, they're still there as well. But we always felt like yeah, everybody could sign up and just say whatever they want. So they can claim, oh, I'm super Java developer, and then you employ mm-hmm. them. And then you find out two weeks later, he's no clue from Java and, and just needs to learn it from the beginning. And so we felt like this, there is a need in the market for this. And so we started with, with the platform. And as it is with startup life, it's not always going the way uh, you want it to go. And mm-hmm. we did a couple of mistakes, um, but there were mistakes we had to do. We had to learn a lot, but it was very good lessons learned. But about two years into the, the startup life, we had to basically, we got to a point where we knew we can't get any further the way we we went up until then because it was just we were running out of money we couldn't get any um clients and it was just not how do you say it wasn't enough what we did and it seems the idea although a lot of people felt it's a good idea nobody wants to pay for it and that's that was one one lesson lesson i learned it was like a lot of people will tell you oh it's a great idea but if you ask them if they will pay for it, you might not get the right answer to that. But anyway, when I started Skills Finder, I also met with Stephanie, who's the co-founder of TechFace. Mm-hmm. And we got into talking and we figured out we're both having a bit of the same background. So we're both in the IT industry. We are women in the IT industry. We don't have many female colleagues in the IT industry. And we know how it is, how hard it is to get through as a woman being respected, being heard in the IT industry. And she proposed to me to, to build up a female tech community here in Switzerland called Girls in Tech. It's a global nonprofit mm-hmm. organization. And she knew it from London. She just came back from London, back to Switzerland. And she was uh, determined to build or to start the chapter in Switzerland and was looking for team members. And I felt like, yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, it's my experience, it's my background. I can add a lot to it. And I also can give back to the community. So we started this. And soon after, maybe like six months or a year into building up this community, which I felt it was quite a great success from the beginning, we realized there is more to it. So we met with a lot of women during our events. The goal of of our community was um, creating those events where you can meet fellow Mm -hmm. female talents, women in tech, build this community where you can support each other, empower each other, inspire And we soon realized that a lot of these women, they're not yet working in tech, but they already had some touch points with the tech industry. And they're very interested getting the foot in the door going into Mm -hmm. the tech industry. Because I think we all know the tech industry is the future. (laughs) There's so much happening in there, so many jobs there. And it's just also very amazing what's happening. May I ask quickly, sure. when you talk about these girls in tech, 
Mm-hmm. Was that women in tech? So yes. more the, let's say, so not girls like young teenager or exactly, students, yeah. but okay. Yeah. It's just, just the called, name. Yes, it, yeah. the okay. name is Girls in Tech, but we focused mainly on women who just about finished their education, like mm-hmm. the, the university degree. And who were already in the tech industry working for for many years, or as I said, mm-hmm. just looking for to getting into yeah. the tech industry. Mm-hmm. So we met them, and we felt they need some more support than just these events, because usually it was like you had these events, you exchange with each other, and you leave the night or after the event, and it felt like there is nothing to help them get to the next step. Mm-hmm. And this is where we came up with the idea of tech phase and this matching of women with companies. So basically, we wanted to bridge this gap that exists today between these women who are in tech, who are interested in tech, and the companies who are claiming they would love to have more women applying for their jobs but not getting the CVs. Everyone is doing that, right? (laughs) Everyone is claiming we need more women. Yes, absolutely. Now they can prove. (laughs) Absolutely. And the biggest issue I see in in this world is basically at the same time, you hear also a lot of people saying we have a a war for talent. And I just don't believe there is a war for talent because Mm -hmm. it's just a simple and lame excuse for some recruiters or some companies. And I'm sorry, I hope I'm not going to offend anyone to not taking a risk and maybe try something new or go a step further because there's massive amount of talents out there. The question is, how do you define talent? And the talent for me is not a person who has a master's degree from ETH, which is a very good university Mm -hmm. in computer science Mm -hmm. and five-year experience in programming and yeah, this is not a talent for me. This is, yeah, they have experience, but the talent is, is this person able to work in a team? Is this person mm-hmm. able to communicate with, with others, with clients, negotiate, finding a solution for difficult problems or able to, to have this connected thinking? This mm-hmm. is talent for me for the mm-hmm. end, by the end of the day. And so, yeah, we, what we try to do with, with tech phase is first of all, really trying to help women getting into the tech industry by giving them the connection to the companies, but at the same time also showing the companies to open the door maybe a bit more and not just focusing on a certain um, group of of people, specifically Mm -hmm. women with a certain degree, to onboard them as their employee in, in their company. May, may I ask a question before I forget that? When you mentioned these recruiters who are missing out or who are um, limiting themselves, where do they have their pains? What do you think? Why do they stop at a certain point? It's their bias. It's their unconscious bias. They. It's just... They've been told many times, and I feel sometimes I feel sorry for recruiters because they they're just a messenger at the end of the day. So they get some kind of requirements from the business side, and all they do is putting this in a nice format and, and getting it out into the world to see who mm-hmm. fulfills our requirements. But I do believe it's very hard for them as well to understand what is the business actually needing. And by business, I mean the, the, the IT department, mm-hmm. for example. And of course, you can have a wish list of, of what this person should be able to do. But the real question is always, 
what which tasks they need to do and not which skills they have mm -hmm. to bring. So first, people have to think about what is it exactly this, this role has to do and then what kind of skills is needed mm -hmm. to do that mm -hmm. and not just defining the role before you even know what the tasks are. Mm -hmm. I think this way of thinking is very difficult today and, and also helping recruiters or also the business side to see that there is another way to approach this situation they have. And then we're coming back to the, to the topic of, of diversity, because this is what we do. Specifically, we focus on women because we believe there must be more women in the tech world, because the tech world is taking over our lives in a positive sense, I, I mm -hmm. must say. And mm -hmm. everything is tech now. But if women are not, not part of building tech, the tech is not built for women. Mm -hmm. And this is why we need to have more women in the tech industry. And this diversity is in many, many folds. It's not only the gender diversity. It's also the way of thinking or the way of living, the way of experiences, the way of what we need that makes the the diversity of a team. Mm -hmm. And so you can ensure that you build a product which can apply to much more than just to a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. So how how is it working? How how do you have already I don't know a certain number of women matched already? How do you help them? And how is the industry or the companies? How are they responding? I guess they must be really happy. <laughs> I, it, it's difficult because they. The industry is looking for the, the perfect solution, for the golden solution. And what they look for is basically that they can pick up the phone and call and say, I need X, Y, Z. And two days later, they have this person. And it's even a woman. This solution does not exist. So the, the problem is really in the sense that those who are looking for resources, for employees, for talents, they need to start with themselves first and changing their way of thinking before they can go out. But this is it's very difficult. I, I most probably won't be able to change the world in this regard. But I try to help it by helping also the women getting into this area. So what we don't do, we don't do mandate-based recruiting. And this is maybe something completely different because you, you're asking me how many have I matched? I honestly don't know because for me, it's not the, the, the key driver or the KPI for me is not mm -hmm. how many I have matched, but how many women I could have empowered to find a job in the tech industry. And so we work very closely with the women. We offer them, first of all, they can join and they get a free coaching call where we really want to understand first, where do they struggle? What's what's their issue right now? And this also helps us to, to find solution we can apply then to everyone and not just to a certain specific or a certain person. But it helps us to understand what is the overall the general problem in in this area and i can tell you it's always the same <laughs> so it's nothing yeah, tell new me, what, what is the main problem the, the main the problem woman? is really the, the like women don't dare to apply but at the same time companies are putting their expectations so high that of mm -hmm. course nobody applies Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I just uh, read or, or uh, heard that recently that if 
a, a job description matches to 60%, a man will apply, a woman will only apply if 100% yes, is, yes. she, she matches like 100%. Exactly. And then you listen to, then go to this, if you're in the shoes of a recruiter, you say, okay, I just put everything in there I need. And I know I don't get everything. If I get 60%, that's a perfect match. I don't need 100%. And then you get the CV of a woman who says, okay, I apply. It's 100% match. I apply. I must fit. And she gets a rejection. Why? Because she's overqualified. Mm. And the recruiter thinks, well, if she starts with us, she's going to be bored in a couple of, of mm. months, even a few years, and then she's leaving. So it's like, it, it's really, it's the oh. way of, of thinking. But yeah, it's, this, is, this is why we believe in, in the more personal introduction rather than going through through job description mm -hmm. and it's also we we don't want to have jobs on our platforms we want to have companies we want to have culture and we want our candidates fi finding a company based on a, what we call purpose culture match so understanding what do i want as a candidate in life what's important for me where are my values and how can this match with a company and which company is out there that could match my values and, and my purpose mm -hmm. and then apply through through this because you're gonna keep someone who is matching your culture rather than someone who's just matching the, the skills and expertise you're you're looking for mm -hmm. yes so that sounds, that sounds so much like uh, we the talentsman would be a complimentary program <laughs> for you. <laughs> I think we, we need to talk about that as well. <laughs> there, there is a possibility that we can do yeah just do a, a project together sure. because that's that's exactly what what just speaks so much uh, to me that when you say it's not uh, just about the the skills they need and and like you said okay someone is just pretending i'm a brave java developer but in the end he's not so yeah it's it's also very much about how someone connects to the people in the company and like we do with the talentsman that you have people from the company and the talents and they are working on eye level um, you have totally another connection and mm -hmm. the people are talking uh, let's say the the company people are talking about their way how they see the company how they experience the company and so let's say it's it's the best if you work with a purpose-driven company for sure so if there is a, let's say a meaning behind but most of the companies they have a, a why they just don't communicate it mm -hmm. but but most of the community of the companies have and then you have the talents and they they should also be excited about the company it's not about they just need a job they also need to be let's say acquired or you know it, it's like dating each other mm -hmm. in in that way Absolutely. and uh, just to to know from each other how how you think how you reflect how you how you work with each other 
You know, some, sometimes you just see because this is a real intense collaboration session. And then you see that there are some people that are always very fast with helping someone else who is struggling. And so you also, uh, we, we let the people reflect. So you see how they, how they think. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's, I, I think as well, the most important part, like you said, you can then learn um, a certain coding language in, in a couple of months mm -hmm. or just, let's say, add something to your skill set. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. I think the biggest, biggest thing is that the women should be interested and should be open. And I, I love uh, what you said about that we as women, we need also to build the world we will live in, let's say this di digital world. That's, that's really important. But tell me more. <laughs> you also help them then finding a program to upskill. Absolutely. Uh, so where, like when we, we have this part where we talk about purpose culture match, this is where we provide them information about companies. So we create company profiles together with companies and also help them to get this why out and so and present the culture how we experience and with we I mean from the view of a woman because we are women we we know how we or we can ask these questions and and understand the culture from our point of view and then present this to our candidates or to our communities and help them to find this company that matches because basically there is no bad company and there is no bad candidate there is just a bad match that's mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. But there is um, like one company you think might be the best company to work for wouldn't suit me, but it might for you be the best mm. place. So this is what we do on um, this part. And then with the coaching calls, we help them to to find their ways to find this this purpose and also to get more information about companies, how to find um, company information and really focus more on this match before they start applying. But then we also want to increase the diversity by bringing in more women into the tech industry. And this is what we do with a full stack developer program. So we allow women to change their careers into the tech industry. So they have very, they're most, most of them are very well educated, have already some experience with programming, and they just feel like it's time to get the foot in the door, step into this career. And we help them to do this step by providing this program, which consists of a 10 weeks bootcamp where they uh, learn coding, which is pretty tough, 10 weeks. And then afterwards, we help them finding an internship where they can apply their skills immediately and really um, find the way to get into the industry and not just doing the bootcamp, but also having then the internship. And during the internship, we do support them with coaching, but also with further workshops on different topics. So they have this smooth um, transition getting into the industry. And what we learned from our program, one of the most important thing was that they can build a supporting network during the bootcamp because it's just for women and it's, it's, build, it's giving them this safe space where they can learn where they can ask questions, they don't need to feel ashamed, they don't need to not asking questions because they might feel stupid about it, but they really have to save space and they build up this network with each other where they keep on helping each other afterwards during the internship. 
And we also, when we did it last year, the first time, we were just about to launch the second time. And last year, what we learned is really that the experience they brought from the work experience they had from before, from what they did before, was actually what made it so special for them afterwards doing the internship or the feedback from the company was really like, because they had this work experience, it was so much easier to get them into the internship and get them into coding and bring them up to speed. And it was, for me, it was very successful, especially when I then also talked to the companies, which I felt in the beginning, they were a bit hesitant and not mm -hmm. quite trusting the program. And I had to maybe a bit convinced them a bit more than others and then having a call with them after three months and they were like no it's great it's perfect it, it's running smooth and it's just what we needed and that's basically it's proof for me that not only what we do is the right thing but it's it's the right way to go mm -hmm. to not just rely on what's on paper but giving chances to people who want to change careers based on, on what they have learned before and, and skills they brought, especially soft skills they brought from, from other jobs and be able to learn on the job. That sounds fantastic. Um, what is the, let's say, the coding language or what do they learn exactly? Uh, so when we talk full stack, we basically talk everything what you do as a developer. So from the front, from designing the website to the back end where all the functions are to the database. So this is basically the, the full stack. They learn everything. And usually as a full stack developer, you know everything, but then later on you specialize in one mm -hmm. part. So you say either you're just the front or just the back or just data. But usually you know from everything, from all three parts, something which makes it um, easy for you to also then maybe switch one day and say if you feel like, oh, well, I want to go now more on the front end rather the back end. And then it, it allows you to do this switch as well. Wow, well, that sounds uh, like a perfect solution. <laughs> <laughs> It does, it does. But we're going back to the point where I started that companies are still struggling with with opening up to these kind of opportunities and just say, let's try. I mean, you can't lose a lot, but you can win mm -hmm. a lot more with this program. But it's maybe it's something here in, in Switzerland because people in Switzerland are risk averse and they don't jump to every opportunity. They rather like, yeah, prove me a hundred times that it works and then I start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so when yeah. I ask you what is your biggest pain point that it is, then you will answer finding companies who trust, who give you the trust and are it's, part of this program. Not only trust, I think it's the, the mindset Finding the companies, not only companies, but the people in the companies who are uh, able or who are willing to change, to go through a mindset change and, and try something new and not feel like everything that isn't the way I'm used to do it can't work. And this mm -hmm. is, I feel it's something, maybe it's, it's something very typical for Switzerland. I, I honestly don't know if how it works in other countries because I haven't tried it, but I would love to find out how it works in other countries. I would try the same 
setup or the same offering we we do with TechFace. If we would be, if it would be a lot more easier <clears throat> in other countries, I think this is just this mindset change, and that will still take a while, but we're getting there. And I'm like every time I see someone saying, "Oh, that works," and I did good, did have a good experience. It's just like for me, it's like bringing down the wall piece by mm-hmm. piece that we can change this this world. <laughs> so so this these are also more the bigger organizations if i understand that right smaller Not, as well. Small, so small and big. big. Yeah yeah. Okay. It's honestly it depends on the people not the companies. <laughs> so you don't have any problems finding women who are interested in let's say changing their career to more a tech career to to this career no there are more women than um out there than i could offer or find internships that for sure and we currently have a lot of international women who are living in switzerland and, and trying to find this new way and i must admit swiss women are a bit hesitant there as well so mm-hmm. they when <laughs> they're looking for the whole security part as mm-hmm. well but um mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think we we need to to change that the, we don't we won't have that much of security anymore in the future because that we we see that already and i think being resilient is key for any career and i think having the ability to to change and then also to have the have the possibility or have kind of the organization and the service you provide so you can just try out and it's when you talk about these three months that's just nothing yeah yeah absolutely yeah i i hear that so often that people are changing so we have these uh, programs from the government that you l- get let's say you you learn something else and that's more like six months or longer mm-hmm. and then you start a new career and that's already let's say i would say not such a long time mm-hmm. but that that's it, really it, it will get shorter over time more and more because i recently read some an article where it says that the half time of a skill is about i think around four years now or even less mm-hmm. and i mean we change it's changing so much it's and so fast you can't <laughs> expect if you employ someone and you feel like i need to employ the person who has 10 years of experience doing the same thing you most probably have a person who has is not going to be able to change if the world is changing and you will struggle with this employee in the future we don't need these kind of of people anymore who are not flexible who are not adaptable and especially not resilient so exactly what you said but still some people believe if you have this 10 years experience you're something special Or you have all these kind of skills, which is not quite true. So mm-hmm. I'd rather have someone who is jumping around a little bit, trying to find the way he or she is, is looking for, than someone who starts his career or her career in a very early age and then just goes through 20 years doing the same. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks a lot for just answering all this question and and sharing with us this 
wonderful idea. And I hope, I, I really hope that we can also help you to create more access. Maybe. So I thought immediately at Germany because you also speak German and, and I think the mindset is maybe a bit similar. It might be that they are, they are a bit more open. And I thought that the IT industry is much more open. One thing I would like to also maybe mention here is what we do right now is a lot of manual work. So we do the matching based on manual work because, and this is also going back to what you do, putting the human back mm -hmm. into the middle again and, and talking human to human and not machine to machine, which happened in the past years with all these AIs coming up, finding you the mm -hmm. perfect um, candidate out of all the applicants for, for the job you're looking for, which is my opinion, not working. Mm -hmm. But what we, we still do everything now manually, but for us, I mean, it's impossible to do that for the rest <laughs> of our life. <laughs> okay, and this this is the woman life. <laughs> exactly, and we don't mind. <laughs> and I think what we need to do now yeah. is is really to to do this more technical, but with the human in mind. So basically what we want to do, we want to build a platform that enables to find people based on validated skills and expertise and only focus on the human connection then when they have an, um, mm -hmm. an interview rather than just having already the perfect, apparently perfect match given by, mm -hmm. a, by a system and then just employ someone because it looks good on the paper. Mm -hmm. And and this is then the skills finder. finder exactly. You... Basically, it was the original idea, which mm -hmm. is now we're closing the, the loop, which is now um, coming back to the original idea. But instead for freelance consultant, we started off with women in the tech industry. And then we will we are planning to then um, scale to freelance consultants and maybe also then all other kind of um, job opportunities for the future. Wonderful. So I, I would like to ask you a final question. Sure. What is the single unlocked question or reality that you would like to help resolve and why? Ooh, difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I think it's, it's really this, this adapt, adaptability or flexibility, like how can we help people to be more adaptable and, and taking away the fear and being more curious? So having the confidence, whatever happens, you're always able to change and you're always... And, and everything which you had in the past what you experience in the past will help you in the future exactly well. and not hinder you <laughs> yeah and i think this is important to help women understanding that and i i i'm struggling at that as well always it, frequently i think that's that's something where we women struggle a bit more than men But also men struggle in that. I think yeah. we are just don't talking about it. Exactly, yes. Yeah. I just had recently a chat with a friend and she accepted a job in Switzerland. She's coming from the UK. 
And she was like, oh, I'm, I started this job, but honestly, I'm not sure. I'm still a bit struggling if this was the right decision. And I said, look, you took your own life into your hand and you made the decision. This is already the, the first right step. And for everything else, there will be a solution. Wonderful to hear that. So thanks a lot. And please let us know where can we find you and where can, let's say, people who are listening now find more about you and your program and your yeah, initiatives? Well, the best way, way to find me is on LinkedIn. And um, I'm more than happy to connect with anyone. The, the only request I have is just leave a quick note why you would like to connect with me. But other than that, I'm, I'm quite um, happy to connect on LinkedIn. And then, of course, on our website, techface.ch, there is um, lots of information. You also find a lot of information about me, what, the, what I do, or some kind of um, podcast like this one. And yeah, I think there you will find all the information. Wonderful. So thanks a lot. And I hope to be in touch in the future very soon. I hope so too. Yes. <laughs> Looking forward to the project we will do together. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. We hope you enjoyed this episode in our Unlocked podcast series. If you want to connect with Priska, go on LinkedIn and look for Priska Burkhardt or go to her website www.techphase.ch. We at the Talent Sprint, we want to make the difference in recruiting today's and future professionals by better understanding how they think and by giving people a stage. And we do that during our Talent Sprints, which is an event where talent and companies collaborate on eye level, where feedback is the meat at the bone and where we make talent and hiring organizations get a deeper connection. And if you want to know more about the Talent Sprint, you can find us on LinkedIn or on our website www.talent-sprint.com. If you appreciated this episode, please leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening to Unlocked.